0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more, so you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today. Because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. If you
1: like weekend takeaways, the Foot Weekly podcast is the one for you. Squad Builder Showdown's Andy, aka AJ3, returns to discuss what he's taken from the first weekend league of the year. Plus, Matt Foot Trading also joins us to talk about the market after Big Player of the Month and FootSwap News. We've also got old school RTG legend Chris Trout on his gameplay tips, ePremier League, and an exciting 2v2 pro format with auctions for foot players, and of course, much, much more. I'm your host, Ben, and you're listening to the Foot Weekly podcast on Foothead and all your podcast platforms. Hello, and welcome to week four of the Foot Weekly podcast. Now, we've got an interesting lineup because, uh, for once, it's an all British affair. It's like a, the, the Brexit future of the podcast. Uh, we've got, we've got uh, Matt for training with us. Hello. How are you doing, Matt. I'm very well, oh, thank you. Great. Good to hear from you. And we also have Andy, who's been on the podcast quite recently. Good to have you back.
2: Basically a host now, mate.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's just trying to move his way up the podcast ladder. Um, but we've also got, actually I was saying, beginning of last year, um, we had Sam 5000, who was a uh, um, a road to glory legend and uh this week we have did you actually yeah yeah we did yeah um
2: no way i remember i was, used to watch him like six years ago yeah
1: that. it was really good actually it was, it was good fun to to chat to him and we've got chris trout who's another kind of retro rtg legend i guess you could say
3: hello thanks for having oh, me good
1: to have you and now you're actually working for gfinity as their community manager i think
3: i am indeed it's been a a weird, weird roller coaster and uh, journey to get to this moment, but a fun one nonetheless. One that
1: ends up with a job is always is always a relatively good roller coaster, I reckon. Um, so let's get into uh, the, the bread and butter of this week's podcast. And of course, we've had the first weekend league, um, much maligned last year, of course, as a mode within the game. Um, and uh, this year, it's been kind of celebrated because the games have been reduced by ten. And um, we discussed this last week, and um, it finally happened. So um, let's start with um Let's start with Andy. I know uh, from Twitter. It's
2: not—it's not that good, though, is it? It's yes. like when someone says, "I'm going to chop your arm off," and they're like, "Please, please, please!" I'm like, "Okay, I'll just chop your hand off." And like, oh, Cheers, mate. Like, that's actually really good. It's
1: like losing two fingers. That,
2: that's essentially what knocking ten games off for Champs has done. Yeah, that's why it's I was just, just come, a little bit come less. Come to yet. you first.
1: I thought you might get it started with a bit of a bang. Um, <laughs> did, uh, yeah, I mean, what did you like? Did you enjoy it more than last year, though, because of the, there being less games? Or did, are you one of these YouTubers Sorry. who plays on two accounts anyway, so it ends up playing like sixty games?
2: Oh no, I'm not mental mate. Come oh, on. I, I I want to live past the age of 50. So, I played the first 20 games and I'm going to hit you with some humble brags now, right? Are you ready for this? So, in my first 17, I was 15 and 2. Oh, nice. And I was like, "Oh my god, FIFA 19 is so sick. I'm amazed at this game. I absolutely love it." Um and then I played three more games and they were against really, really good players like At this point, I was thinking, you know what, Andy, you're sick of this game. You're going to get an elite elite level player this year. Mostly just because other people haven't adapted Mm. to the game. Mm. And I used to play FIFA 18, how you're meant to play FIFA 19. So I was really shit at FIFA 18, because you're not meant to play slow and pass the ball around. You're meant to do one-twos and ping-pong passing. Mm. But now it made me really good at FIFA 19 at the start. Obviously, I assume everyone's going to catch up to me soon, and I'll go back to just being average. But for the first foot champs, I was actually really good. played these three really good guys. Lost, it was like a 50-50 toss-up who was going to win, I think I lost one on pens, I think I lost one in the 90th minute, and I think I lost one in extra time, and I lost all three of these games, that was my first 20, I ended up 15-5, and five. and at this point with my three losses in a row, my head just went, I was like, fuck this, <laughs> I'm not getting elite anyway, I haven't uploaded on my main channel because I haven't made any content because I've just been playing Foot Champs, I'm going to stream, and that was the worst thing I possibly could have done. Because I was talking to the chat, I was li- chatting with people, I was looking at comments in the middle of games, and when I lost another four in a row, I almost <laughs> fucked the whole thing, rage quit my stream, I was like, screw this, I'm getting gold one, and then went and sat and like, played the last four games like an absolute nerd and won them to get gold <laughs> one just about. So it was an interesting experience. Right.
1: And so uh, we'll probably discuss a bit more about Foot Champs overall in a second, but Chris, I know, I, I know you're someone who plays a lot of like, COD, plays other games, so is it something that's going to kind of have your attention for a lot of this year?
3: Um, unfortunately, this weekend I didn't actually get a chance to play um, Foot Champs. I'm still working on uh, getting... <laughs> yeah, still trying to get my games under the belt so I can actually um, get enough points to play in it. And once I do, I'm going to jump into it. I've uh, had to work to, to attend so, to, so I haven't I'm, had... To I'm really glad you said that's actually something I wanted to play.
1: kind of raise around that. Um, my original co-host, Horace, he was saying actually he didn't manage to get enough points together to, to qualify this weekend quite. And he was saying, I bet this weekend's going to be way tougher than the future weekends because actually a lot of people won't manage to qualify um, for this one. Um, and
2: That's true, actually. Feel you like- just fill me with confidence. <laughs> for the There's going to
1: be so many
2: noobs who've only just got We're there once. are going to grind now. into foot, oh, into foot checks this
1: weekend. So the elite three elite dream may still be, still be alive, Fandy. Um, yes. But yeah, Matt, you did play it, I think. How did you find it? To be fair, I was pretty much the
4: same as Andy. I went, I think my first 20 games, I went like something like 15 and 5, thinking I was like next level, you know, playing really good FIFA, you know, like this this nice slow build up. You know, I thought I was Barcelona at points, but then I went and lost the next five games. All hope went out the window, and I think I finished just getting into gold too. Um, so, I don't know. I'm hoping um, that we get a lot more of the, uh, the the newer players, shall we say, the uh, the less experienced players uh, coming on this weekend. <laughs> but that's the thing, last weekend, the amount of people that said, oh, I forgot to redeem my 2,000 points, I was like, come on now. There was so many.
3: <laughs> well, a lot of people did it too late, didn't yeah. they? I know quite a few yeah, yeah. people who did it too late and then obviously couldn't compete in mm. the actual foot champions. I still think you should be able to redeem your your entry no matter what point of the yeah. weekend it is because there could be people out there who have a really busy weekend plan and think oh no I'm not actually going to redeem it this weekend I'm mm. going to wait till the next one then find out they've got a completely well, that, free yeah, weekend.
4: That's I another thing as well it. because they're doing weekend league rewards on the Thursday now right so they're doing it 6pm um, Thursday like last year and I'm assuming that's when we're going to be getting our 2,000 or however many thousand um, weekend league points as well in our rewards. But if we're starting at 7 a.m. on a Friday that only gives you what? 12 hours to redeem for the next weekend league if you're doing it like that. So yeah, I'm a bit mm. I'm a bit confused as to I think why it also works so in late. This,
3: in the other way. It also works in the other way that if um if you redeem them knowing that you're going to have a free weekend and all of a sudden you get busy and can't actually play, well you've wasted all mm. your actual foot chance redemption. So I think that you should be able to get to the day that you know you're going to be playing and then yeah. redeem. Yeah. Them. I mean maybe actually there just
2: needs to be loads of steps are you sure yes do you realise this is for the (laughs) weekend and the date are you definitely sure yeah so (laughs) someone can't accidentally click redeem thinking they're redeeming for the next week and then go and cry to EA that they accidentally redeemed it at midnight on the Sunday and now they've only got 8 hours and they need to go to school the next day yeah yeah because if you think that you're redeeming
1: it it'd be a bit confusing wouldn't it because it's like which weekend are you redeeming it for are you redeeming it for the weekend that's currently running or the weekend after Um, but like I don't know. The whole thing is kind of weird. Like maybe if they even did it, so you could redeem it. But then if you didn't play the first five, you didn't get past the first five games that you're able to um, have another shot the next weekend. To be honest, just the more noobs that come and play weekend league, the better. Like whatever the situation mm. is, just just uh, allow allow everyone in there. <laughs> but I don't know whether I think I don't know why that isn't the case. That they allowed, I guess it must be to do with server load. But if, uh, Rivals is now on, on uh, you know dedicated servers, so I don't see why that. That is that much of a problem. Cool. Uh, let's go back around again. And Andy, what's one kind of lesson you learned for people maybe going into weekend league for the first time this week? What would you say to them um, they should do?
2: Play. So people are scared to play their games on Friday because they think they're going to get matched up against. If they get win a few games, like, oh, I'll save them till tomorrow and play and they'll play against easier players. Doesn't... The form seems incredibly loose. Like, I wish I'd have played more games on the Friday because I was, like, fully in the zone staring at my screen. Like, couldn't think of anything. I think my girlfriend came into the room at one point and it took me a couple of minutes to realize she was there and then I was like... "Uh." And then she just walked out and I was like... I texted I text like 10 minutes later. I, went, I was like, I'll come down in a second. A half time. And then when the game finished, I went downstairs and actually spoke to her. I literally couldn't think of anything other than the TV. <laughs> so play loads of games on Friday. It doesn't really seem to matter. The more of them you can get done, the less stress it is on the Sunday to finish them all off. Mm. And I reckon 75% of it of getting what you deserve and getting even higher than what you think you can get is just mental. Mm. Mm. Like I ended up 20 and 3 and I lost four games in a row on stream against what I would consider very, very average players. Like, I almost beat them playing like an absolute moron. If I'd have actually focused and played the games properly and not got tilted and my head didn't go and anything, I should have beat all four of them realistically. Now, that probably would have made my, the, the next few games afterwards a lot harder and maybe I wouldn't have got elite anyway. But you never know. Most of Foot Champs is just mental. It's just concentrating for 30 games a weekend and not doing stupid stuff and not getting tilted by it. So I think the mentality is key. The only thing I'd
1: kind of like say about this potentially, because I actually had almost the opposite experience. My games on Friday, I played quite a few because I couldn't play most of the rest of the weekend. And I reached this point where, because I was like 10 and 0 or something or, or similar, like I I was just facing really, really good players because I guess not that many players who aren't so good end up getting to that sort of level of form. Um, So I did feel like, although I see what you mean, it probably doesn't make too much difference with form I certainly think come Sunday when there were just more players on a similar form to me Mm. then I would have had more chance against matching up against someone a bit more on my level Um, but again form does kind of prevent that anyway so it's a bit of a a strange thing also interesting thing that we found out is that basically there's a limit to the amount of form you can gain Uh, each time you win a game you basically get plus one form and then Mm. when you lose you get minus one so you can reach like 15 form and that's the kind of ceiling if you like And if you think about it, a pro who goes 30-0 will eventually get to like 30 form, theoretically, but they'll actually be down on 15, which means that if you've won nine games in a row, apparently you can still match up against someone who's 30-0. Because if you think about the difference in form, it's actually not that much. It's only 15-9 to um, or 10 or whatever. Apparently it's really unlikely, um, we've heard, but that is the case. So it's tricky. All I I would say I suppose is treat every weekend league with like you know a pinch of salt it's it's always going to be slightly random the opponents you face rivals is a really good gauge of like how you're improving your ability and I really like it for that you know you play a game and you're pretty much facing someone on your level you win that game the next games maybe a slightly harder opponent or over the course of a couple of games you certainly feel like you're facing tougher opponents so I think personally if you're going into weekend league this weekend I just wouldn't be especially if you go on a run of like a couple of losses you just really need to kind of take a step back and just think eh, you know the form's going to turn around i'm going to face different kind of quality of opponents eventually and kind of not think too much on your current record mm. um, it's the best way to do it i think just take each game as it comes which is a classic yeah. football cli- cliche really isn't it but it, it, i think it is true
4: exactly So only 11 v 11
1: <laughs> and a couple of really quick subs
3: couple
4: of
1: loan subs. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> loan <lone laughs> namers. I think
4: for me, you know, I was just sort of going into it, right, saying, okay, if I can get gold three, I'll get the qualification for next week, I'll get the two-player picks, anything more than that's a bonus. So, like, mm. I, I don't... Like, there's people I hear, they go like, oh, yeah, I'm going to aim for, like, elite three, you know, elite two. I'm just like, relax, you know, just go get your gold three <laughs> secured, and then anything from then on's a bonus. And it, to be fair you know for the for the Friday, it helped me a lot going in with that mentality that if i don't if i don't win this game it 's fair enough i've still got you know twenty more games to to go and get my get my objectives secured
2: speaking of that though, have you seen they have released how the player pick packs yeah work and you want to get gold i
1: know gold I know
4: I saw that today I was like oh dear
1: yeah the uh, the, the kind of thing with player picks is quite interesting because you've now got um basically quite a clear differentiation between gold two and gold three whereas gold 2 and gold 1 are actually identical in terms of player picks um, you're just getting uh, two separate player picks if that makes sense of four players for both those tiers whereas gold 3 you actually get one less um, player within those player picks so you've got like three players um, to choose from whereas for gold 2 and 1 you get four um, which is actually quite a significant difference when you think about it like <laughs> that could be the spot where Mbappe was going to appear for you Matt but <laughs> <laughs> oh, <it> is not not <laughs> But yeah, so it's it's a positive change. I think um, player picks are going to make it a lot more interesting because you know I remember often getting just these three inform players from the past month and them all being like totally useless. So Mm. um, it is a huge improvement. The only thing is that I guess um, inform there's no minimum rating on the informs, so Mm. you can end up with like a choice between four sub 81 rated players essentially. I think there is a is there a max rating on like is it what silver 1 something like that anything
4: under silver is a maximum 84
1: silver 3 and silver 2 there's a max rating of 84 right um, but it doesn't say there's a minimum rating on the other ones so I'm going to assume that there are yeah that's not the case unfortunately Um, but you know I think it's positive overall. Um, we'll have to see how those those go. Um, if you get any good ones, tweet us at for Weekly Pod. Uh, and uh, I, I'm really looking forward to someone getting two really like you know really difficult choices between two players.
2: Oh, getting offered like Mbappe and who else is Mbappe and a in the one pick, and then the next pick they get offered like three seventy eight and you're like, why couldn't <laughs> separate ones? Yeah, exactly.
1: I feel like this week there aren't any. You know, it's like Mbappe or it's nothing if you to like be fair, but uh, the choice for me this
4: week is going to be between like Forest and Tonelli like that's going to be the difficult yeah, choice totally. I've got to make so I'm not getting my yeah, hopes yeah. up at this stage
1: totally um, but yeah we'll be talking more about the uh, team of the week a bit later on but um, Chris let's go to you is there anything that you've found really effective in the game this year kind of gameplay wise that you've been um, not exploiting but uh, getting the most out
3: um, well apart from the uh, the finesse outside the mm. box <laughs> um, I, I, I would have to say that It's playing actually on a balanced um, offensive style is actually probably the most underrated uh, thing for me I think that so many people see all these fancy options that they can now do and I think they are great uh, to have in the game they make the the tactical aspect of FIFA this year so much Mm. faster but actually just not actually doing too much to your custom tactics does help a lot I've been fiddling with them quite a bit this year, just trying to figure out what exactly works for me. Because when I first started playing it, I was having a tough time really getting anything uh, going for myself, wins, goals, etc. Uh, but then just like taking it a step back and not focusing so much on a specific way to play the game and a tactic and just playing on a balanced setup seems to actually really do well for me. Mm.
1: I think that's actually a really good point. Because That's first, really interesting. Yeah. What tactic what are you playing, Andy? Because I was playing a... Uh, uh, possession style and I also tried fast build up and I actually as you were saying Chris I, neither of them really felt quite right to me
2: I was going to say the a lot of people like when I was tweeting out oh my god I'm 11 and 1 oh my god I'm 15 and 2 and stuff like that everyone was like oh my god what's your custom tactics I was like bro I have literally no idea I just fucking made them up like, I just mm. thought oh let's put that one on 5 that might do something <laughs> like, oh let's put that one on 3 and it, it doesn't seem to make any difference at all to me the only ones that make a difference is balanced possession fast build up Long ball, mm. and then the different styles of and drop back, defending. That isn't a word. Defending. <laughs> different styles of defence, um, pressure on heavy touch, constant pressure, drop back and balance. Like, oh, they're the only ones that make massive amounts of difference yeah. to me. I think like people who play constant pressure and then turn that team pressing thing on do my nutting because it's so oh, difficult to it. do a counter attack on this game. It's mm. stupid. Mm. There's no downside to playing at constant pressure team press. It drives me mental because two centre-backs can defend against the front three, because one of them can mark the run, the guy with the ball, and intercept the pass because AI defended, (laughs) and then the other one just marks your other players. It's so annoying. But, yeah, like Chris was saying, I didn't think they make that much difference, but I do, I play on possession, I really like playing on possession. I think them ones do actually make a difference, but I suppose Hmm. if you're kind of good at everything, then balanced is a good way to go, and you can just... Well, I, I
3: tried going with possession before. I actually tr- even tried the uh, fast build-up, but I always found that if I lost the ball, I was absolutely stuffed when it came to being uh, when I lost the ball and being counter-attacked. But I tried possession, and I actually found that sometimes the build-up play was just too slow, or it didn't actually make much of a difference to my possession game. So just switching the balance kind of seemed to allow me to play a bit more of a possession game and also have that flexibility to be able to attack quickly and get in behind. Yeah, because I wonder whether this a go.
1: Andy you you might have been struggling a little bit on the counter attacking because if you're on possession obviously the runs might not be right. Um you know that's true, if, you're doing it, if you're on fast yeah, build up the players run. are going to be like busting their ass to get into the right position for the counter, but perhaps not on possession. Kind of interesting like I I'm wanting to try more tactics, but honestly like I tried fast build up and it felt like all the players were just running away from me when I had them all. <laughs> it's like, yeah, fine, you want exactly. them to make attacking runs, but they were just kind of hiding in various parts of the pitch, and I, I felt like I couldn't get the ball to them. So, um, You've
2: got to set your team up properly. So I've got one that's on ultra-attacking for fast build-up. Like I changed ultra-attacking, it's got a fast build-up thing. Four triple-two with your cams to stay forward, put one of your strikers as a false nine and one of them to get in behind. And then when you get it to your CDMs, you pass it to the false nine cam and then start doing ping pong passes between all tell your full backs to overlap as well. And then you've got like six players charging at the defense and you just like pass it between all six of them and try and work it into the box and just tell your CDMs to stay
3: back. There are are now so many different options, but I feel like you you can get kind of caught up in the fact that um, you want to do as well as possible early on rather than take your time to actually kind of explore all the options. And I think because I'm not, really burdened by the fact that I do much youtube these days. I don't have to worry so much about it, so I can go and try out these techniques and it wasn't until I started experimenting with the custom tactics and the formations that I actually really started to find what clicked for me. Like I usually play a 41212 narrow or a 4231 pretty much every fifa since fifa 13 or 14, but this year I've gone with the 4321 because it's actually really good for my playstyle in terms of possession and waiting for shots to be available in the space when people are dropping back.
1: Yeah, I know what you mean. I, I do think that's quite a key kind of meta that's developed, I suppose. But on the other hand, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like it is a bit ridiculous, isn't it? That Yes, you have to have high pressure. Uh, sorry, the, with the kind of low pressure defences sitting back, you need to be able to finish long shots and score from outside the box because otherwise um, dropping deep is just too effective right but finesse shots with kind of most players seem to go in if you do a successful time finish I mean I have been using M- Matuidi and uh, Kondobio who i surprised to find both have finesse shot trait as, as defensive midfielders but once I saw other players doing it I was able to kind of replicate it pretty regularly and I, I just kind of felt like it was a uh, I don't know, maybe a little bit um, unfair. But that being said, um, I utilised controlling the keeper a lot more over the last weekend and found it really effective at stopping that. If you can move your keeper across, um, like we had AS Roma Pro Ranners on last week, who uh, was talking about how players were in his uh, rivals' division were moving the keeper into the uh, onto the far post for finesse shots, and, and I, I've been doing that even on kind of normal one v ones against players who are likely to um, want to look for the far post, just moving them straight the goalkeeper directly across a bit and honestly like i've saved myself countless goals i reckon doing that um it's something i recommend just don't try out in crucial games because it can um go quite badly wrong again on corners is another one as well definitely be bringing the keepers to the front post um or just move them out a bit so he can get much closer to that man and um yeah that's been that's been pretty good for me actually
2: just a note on that as well if when you're doing it from a corner you need to have your goalkeeper not be your captain Otherwise, you'll be too busy fanning around doing an animation telling people to mark up and you won't actually be able to take control of them and move. Them. So you need to make an outfield player. Your ah,
1: okay, that's a really good tip. I didn't actually know that. Um, but I've seen the animation. I know what you mean. Uh, let's move on. One thing, actually, tactically, I wanted to bring up or, or tips and things um, was about using the D pad quick tactics, I guess they're called. What I found really effective over the past week is against narrow formations. If you hit, I think it's. Uh, Overload ball side, although that's not that important. I think the key one is um, overlapping fullbacks and hug touchline against your wide um, kind of four three one twos etc. It's just really effective, stretches the opposition, and honestly, my success rate using that against narrow formations has been really, really quite high.
2: That's really interesting. Actually,
1: I haven't tried any of them. The only
2: one I've done is the team press one because I've okay. Don your tinfoil hats, boys and girls. Tell me if this is true or not. When somebody puts constant pressure and team press on, naturally, if someone's getting pressured while they've got, like they're about to take a touch and someone's charging at them to to try and tackle them, unless they've got sick composure, they're obviously going to have a bit of a dodgy touch and struggle to play a pass. That's realistic in it. That's football. Is it just me, or does that effect happen even when your player isn't actually under pressure? Like I can literally hear the commentator say and well, he's telling his team to press higher up the pitch and then I play a player pass and they have a touch like an absolute bust and there's nobody next to them. Like, the manager's shouting, Press him, boys! And then he's got a terrible contusion. He's like, oh, the manager's shouting! And he just takes a terrible <laughs> first touch. I don't, I don't know. I, I seem to find that only... What I do to counter it is I also put my team on team pressing and it just becomes a clusterfuck of the ball rebounding between all the players pressing each other instead of my ones just having bad touches but I don't know maybe I'm just making that up but it seems like that's a thing yeah me. I mean
1: I wouldn't go that far but i definitely say that it can cause issues when you have both teams constant pressuring um, the amount of times I've had rivals games where they've ended as a draw because the last 5 or 10 minutes have been both teams constantly pressuring uh, and that causing kind of a complete mess of a, a final close to a game and, and it sort of ending as a draw because it's just constant interceptions poor passes etc but I think as I've moved up my ranking. I think I've found that that happens less probably because people are, are better essentially. But I think it's probably now time to move on to the second half. Before we do that, let's just get a quick question in from a listener. This comes in from Theo via Twitter. You can tweet us at FootweeklyPod. He says, What confuses me most is which players to use in certain positions. Um, People say that pace is not that important, but I really believe it still is because in some situations you gain those vital few seconds, um, which is crucial this year with the crazy AI. I mean, what do you guys think? Do you think that pace? I mean, pace is still important, right? So you know how to use it. Yeah,
3: it it depends on your playstyle, really, doesn't it?
1: It can be good in the right areas, but then
4: again, you know, if you're playing more possession, like I was using Harry Kane this weekend, and as someone to like hold the ball up and get more like technical players in. Uh, that was a really, really good little uh, little style for me. You know, I guarantee, last year, if I'd have tried using Harry Kane in weekend
1: league, I'd have been absolutely killed. Um, yeah. So I think what um, maybe he's trying to get at here, and I, I I would definitely agree with this, is that um, certain positions pace is very important this year. In other positions, it's probably less important than it's been in previous years. Um, it, mainly, like uh, I think you can get away with, as you were saying, playing like a target man striker, um, and I think you can also get away with. slightly slower kind of CDM than you've maybe been able to get away with in past years Um, but I'd say in the wide areas I would still say it's really as important as ever if not more important and and I agree with him that those couple of seconds that you can kind of gain by having a really quick player run onto a pass um, can can make quite a big difference
2: it's not just pace, though. You need other stats to, to yeah. complement it, and you need to actually know how to use it as well. You, the, people, the reason people say, oh, there's no pace in FIFA, my players all get caught up. It's because they don't know how to dribble properly. Like, mm. You can't just hold, sprint, and run past people. That doesn't work on FIFA anymore. You've got to actually do proper first touches and kick the ball ahead of yourself in the right direction when you're yeah. running and all that sort of stuff. But if you have got someone who's really good, with really good dribbling, like I've got Manny. He just yeah. rinses people down yeah. the line and then you can either cut back or whip the ball in and it's so good compared yeah. to I had Richard Allison, who's still half decent, obviously he's not got the dribbling stats, but he hasn't got the pace either and it's so much more difficult to get down the line and whip it in. Mm. Yeah. I was
4: um, so I, I was speaking. I, to, really I was speaking to Steve, um, Steve Stokes, the, the foot tactician. Um, and I think he was saying like the the number one reason people were like losing the ball on like counterattacks or in the final third is just because they keep holding sprint. Like, they don't know how to just let go and just try and, like, make the intricate dribbles and all that kind of thing. I think we're still in that, you know, FIFA, probably 18, 17, 16, 15, Mm. all that sort of mentality where it's just, like, pace, pace, pace.
1: And I think one of the interesting things about this whole kind of pace debate um, is that I think, yeah, pace is important, but actually it's this thing that other stats are really important this year. And I know we discussed Mm. this, Andy, when you were on last time, but these other stats which previously have maybe... Slightly been less significant is that those stats are now really important to, to how your team plays and how your players perform. Like if if your striker has poor passing, you're going to really struggle to to build up play. Um, and you know if your winger has poor dribbling, bad ball control, then they're not going to be able to keep the ball and create chances, etc., etc. So I think while that's always been the case. This year, it feels like more than ever, the other stats do have a real significant part in the game. And whether that will change as people get really, really good players who basically have almost maxed out stats all over the board, then we'll kind of see how things change. Because I don't think at this point, um, even icons, you know, they don't have maxed out stats. It's once you get to that kind of like team of the season, team of the year time, um, when you start to kind of possibly see a shift in the kind of, um, in in things in that sense, I suppose. Um, But yeah, that leaves us, at the end of the first part of the foot weekly podcast and we'll see you um, for plenty of trading chat foot swap uh, new player of the month and we'll be talking about um, the new e premier league as well we'll see you in just a second
3: my name is mike labelle
2: and you're listening to the foot weekly podcast
0: at lowe's we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time that's why we've updated our app with your business in mind with the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today, because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros.
2: Currently, I'm most hyped about Cruyff and also Sadorf for the new icons. I've been experimenting with both of them, and they've been making a difference in my squad. Sadorf just has this ability to kind of dance around the opposition can't get the ball off of them
1: and the skill moves are so silky in FIFA 19. So the day we recorded the podcast was World Mental Health Day and after a listener got in touch to explain how the podcast had helped them through a tough time, Foot Weekly can announce we're helping to promote Calm, a campaign against living miserably. An organisation leading a movement against male suicide, the single biggest killer of men in the UK under 45. Nobody should live miserably. So if you're finding things tough, go to the calmzone.net for help or just a chat. Or of course, if you're at school, college or work, you might find professional help closer to home. Hello and welcome back to the Foot Weekly Podcast. Plenty more to come this week. But before we get back into it, Chris, a podcast debutant, how was your first Foot Weekly break?
3: Do you know what? I've never laughed so much in my life. It was it was the best ninety seconds wow. of my well, life.
1: That's that's a that's a big statement there.
3: One lucky girlfriend. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh And Chris, actually, we're going to start off with you because we wanted to talk about the new E-Premier League, which Gfinity are involved in organising, I believe. What is Gfinity's role in making that happen?
3: So Gfinity's role in the E-Premier League is that we're the tournament operator, so we'll be helping to make the whole thing sing and dance and be able to fulfil some FIFA players' dreams in becoming uh, the representatives of the 20 clubs that are involved in it, and it's an exciting time for FIFA esports and FIFA in general to see uh, such a big brand like the Premier League getting involved in esports. Yeah,
1: it is quite interesting. And one of the controversies... Well, not controversies, but one of the things that I think people have been slightly less sure about about this is that the clubs are not going to have to kind of have pro players to do this. They're going to run tournaments for players and those players are then going to um, represent their club, which is kind of different to how, I guess... Other leagues work, if that makes sense. And in fact, we had a question in from a Pierre um, via uh, email, actually. So, FootWeekly at Mail. dot com, if you want to send in a question. Um, and he was saying, "Is the E Premier League a huge breakthrough for FIFA esports? Is it just kind of a half-hearted attempt as players, as the teams won't actually have to kind of sign pro players as such?"
3: No, I can't agree with it that it's half-hearted. I think it's a it's a great breakthrough for so many people and FIFA in general. And I think that you know you can't ask for the world of, of people so early on and I think we should take what this is as a very positive thing for the eSport as a whole because there's only upwards from here and I think that the the e Premier League is a, a great start to that and there will be steps to make sure that it becomes the best it can possibly be and I don't think that there's any doubt with a, a label like the Premier League, that that won't happen. Mm. Yeah, true. Is it safe to
2: say that it's a good start? It's not going to be the absolutely end. mental. Not the Holy game, shit! Yeah, yeah. It's Manchester City versus Everton in the final of the year, and like you've got all the players in the, all donned out in the kits, and like, but it's and like super insane pro FIFA players and all stuff like that. But it's like the first step on the journey to getting the most insane esports sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? Like it's the beginning of a really cool thing that could grow into something insane. Is that a good way Well to I think that's
3: I think that's exactly what we're trying to get across is the fact that this is the start of something that could be absolutely insane in you know time to come and there's so much more to be revealed about the Premier League in due course and I I can't actually talk about everything that will be revealed and what is gonna happen with mm. it, but it's it's an exciting time for everyone involved in FIFA. Right. That's Can good you to explain hear? to me how to become Everton's profile player? <laughs> <laughs> Well, first you need to get a better record on foot, <laughs> on foot champions. But do I need
2: to be? Do we actually have to be one of them? Do you have to be foot champs verified to be in the Premier League? I mean, I can't say maybe, <laughs> but
3: It's not going to hurt your chances. <laughs>
1: Let, Chris, let's, let's ask again about uh, the kind of schedule this year. It's quite different to last year, isn't it, the pro scene, because of the way that things are going to work with Foot Champs not being the qualification process, just the kind of verification process. Um, have Gfinity got connected events in store around that?
3: Um, as far as the, the pro scene is concerned, it's fantastic how many opportunities to get involved in esports there are. It seems like there's an event almost every month. Um, whereas last year it was kind of a bit staggered with how many opportunities to compete and to qualify for the big uh, FIFA E-World Cup that would round off the the end of the year. We're actually doing something uh, at the end of the month. On the 26th of October, it's all kicking off, is the Elite Series. We're going into our fourth season, and uh, we actually announced... The exciting details of what will be going on in the FIFA 19 section of it. We also have stuff in Street Fighter and Rocket League, but we're obviously here to talk about uh, FIFA, as that's the the name of the game on the podcast. We've got an exciting format, which, which is the uh, the 2v2 Ultimate Team. The first time this has been done in quite a long time, as far as 2v2 is concerned, but the first Ultimate Team uh, 2v2 competition in FIFA 19 well wow, that's
1: that's gonna be really interesting I've got to say like for me that's made it does make things more exciting because I just felt like whenever I've watched tv2 games when there's been sort of casual matches or whatever just so much more engaging the dynamic between players things like that you just don't get that in the 1v1s
3: I think that's what we we kind of looked at last year is the fact that you know with a 1v1 format there's there's a lot that you don't necessarily get from some of the more team oriented orientated games out mm. there and now there's a lot more to take into consideration. The teamwork, the spirit, you know, the the whole communication between the players that are actually involved in it. And what's going to make it even more interesting is the fact that we've got an ultimate team auction going on. So these guys that are going to be competing in the uh, in in the competition itself, we've got players from the likes of Hashtag United, Envy, Method, Epsilon, etc., they have to auction and bid for players in their team so these guys can only use uh, certain players for themselves so if i if all four of us were playing um, we would have to auction and bid off for players like cristiano ronaldo neymar messi but only one of us can actually use that player throughout the whole competition mm. oh, so that's we would so use much our we yeah,
1: right. yeah. would finally done that
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs> we would use uh we everyone gets a limit of about I think it's like five hundred million uh coins to spend on these players, and you have to then bid for these players and Obviously, if you spend most of your money on Cristiano Ronaldo, you might have a very poor team after that, so there's quite a tactical element in it, and also making sure which player you pick. Who will then obviously benefit you in terms of informed cards, one to watch upgrades later on in the actual game? Nice.
1: That sounds really fascinating. Uh, question is, I guess Andy will be asking, is how much is uh, Diego Costa going to cost? And, uh... <laughs> I've, got an, I've got a new bay, <laughs> do I know who it is? Oh, oh, who is it? Yeah, go on then.
2: I've got, so we've gone, we've risen from the depths of 10,000 coin Diego Costa, who bangs in goals for your sweaty team, and mm-hmm. now you're building yourself a good team, and you want to get yourself Roberto Firmino. Do you know what you're talking about, finesse shots from the edge of the box? Mm-hmm. I haven't seen a player. Whose finesse shots are filthier than a Firmino with
1: a sniper card on him? Disgusting. Mm. That does sound nice. Yeah, I, I have to say, like the the sniper chem style this year, I've, I've been I've been putting on a lot of players and it's doing doing a lot. But anyway, I think that probably wraps us up on the uh, kind of pro scene. Um, Chris, it's been great to have your insight on that, um, and I'm really actually really really genuinely interested in in seeing how that elite series goes. What um, what? Could, how can people kind of keep up with it? Where where would people go?
3: Time for my uh, my shameless plug. If you want to keep up to date with it, you can go to www.gfinityesports.com or follow us on Twitter at gfinity, and you'll get all the updates you need to on that very interesting and unique uh, competition. Yeah,
1: very interesting and unique. And uh, now, I think it's time to move into some unique foot items. Uh, we've got uh, the foot swap promotion, which came out last week. There's been some quite mixed feelings around it. Um, from a trading perspective, Matt, what, what are your thoughts on, on the new foot swap promotion? The highlights being um, El Shawari and also, I guess, Lalana, um, probably.
4: Yeah, I mean it's it's certainly not bad. Um, there is uh, it is good it is. because it's like ah, it's not bad though. Andy, come on, now, it's not bad. It, it it it's, it's it's a grind. It's something to do in your in your off time. Like you can you make sure you get you know the weekly objectives done through uh, uh, like squad battles and things like that. But in terms of the players that you get at the end of it, they're not great. You know, in a few months' time, we're not going to be using you know an eighty six Lalana or an eighty six El Sharawi. Um, from a trading perspective, I mean, the, the obvious thing is, you know, if we've got in all these SBCs and that, you know, there's uh, potential to invest for those and, and trade with players that are going to be required in those. But the thing is, like, with with the the Futswop SBCs, and, and to be honest, most of the SBCs in general, they've been very, like, broad requirements for the most part. You know, it's just general, like... You know, a few leagues, few nations. So it's not actually allowing us that many sort of opportunities to invest for them per se. Um, mm. But in terms of in terms of the content side of things, they're doing a really good job. I can't I can't fault them for it. You know, it's it might not be the best uh, players to use in a few weeks time, but it's still something to do. You know, I, I don't think we can complain for having you know all this content thrown at us this early on.
2: I'll never moan that they've put content out, but they could have thought about it a little bit more logically. Like, the cards that they've put out are only really usable for casual players. Like, nobody's going to spend 40 hours grinding the Div Rivals wins. And if you've seen you've got to get top 40% of gold 3, so you've got to get top 40% of squad battles to get gold 3 to get one of the cards. Mm -hmm. No one's going to sit there and do that to get... And Adam Lallana, where you I, could just go I and
4: buy. I think what they said was they've there's a uh, you need what twelve cards to get a Lallana or Firmino? Is it?
1: Is it twelve? Twelve, yeah. Not, uh, and I think there are fourteen available. Yeah, I think so there are
4: fourteen available. Um, with most of those being through. On
1: like SBC.
3: So if you skip like
1: the one where
2: you needed three div rival wins during foot champs and gold mm. three squad battles, you need every single of a card to get Lallana. Yeah, that is the only. It's just like.
1: I t-
0: to be honest I just good
2: and he'd go nicely into people's team who could play casually but you can't get them cards by playing casually and everyone who doesn't play casually has already got better cards than them anyway
4: yeah mm. no, that's true and I think even with the SBC requirements you know I get it that they're you know they might be cheap they're only like what 5 to 10k a pop most of them but if you're having to do that for like maybe 10 you know 12 SBCs whatever it's, it's going to be, you know, minimum 50k just to get a player like Lalana or El Shirawi and as, you, and as you say, you know, you're going to be able to get someone like a Alli in for for less than what you're paying for that untradable Lalana that's probably going to do as good as, if not a better job than the untradable card, so again, I don't think we can necessarily complain, because they've done a good job, you know, we didn't get a foot swap last year until what, like, June-July time, if not later so they, we, they've done what we've asked in putting it early but you know the players it's better they just need to toggle the requirements for the shitty cards or make the cards a bit better
2: mm.
1: yeah and I think like, That's I, I do think, think over the course of the year we're going to get better and better cards and the probably yeah. Yeah. The, Hopefully. The, the difficulty to obtain them certainly in terms of like the stuff you have to do I don't think we'll get that much more time consuming but mm. I know what you mean I think that I I personally think that El Shah for 12 foot swap cards and Lalana for 12 is a bit strange I think El Shah should be less cards. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not especially desirable. Um, he's got two star weak foot. Uh, his stats just generally aren't really there compared to Lalana, um, and Lalana's obviously a Premier League player who'd be way more valuable. Um, so I, I think maybe just for me, it's more the like if they just scaled down the amount of cards for a lot of the players you know mm. you need to get those that maybe therefore it would be a better um promotion overall but you know it's the first one i guess and there's yeah. loads of other stuff to do so we can't complain yeah too much. i think but- that,
4: that's it as well i mean they've got the options in there you know if you don't want to go for the players you can just go for a few packs if you want maybe that's something that we didn't have last year it was just you have these these set few players and you know there's not that much i don't know whether you want to call it like customized like it's not that, you know it's not that personal should we say you know you can't really mm. you know tailor it too much to yourself um, in past years and they've done it this year so it's another thing that we wanted and they've gone and done it so I can't, I can't complain
1: really yeah and another thing that we're getting over this kind of starting period um, which is just more SBC players uh, is essentially another two player of the month uh, leagues which mm. is pretty exciting Matt
4: yeah definitely I mean again from a, from a trading perspective you know I'm a trader I look at it and I think they're going to have to be quite smart with the way they release them because hmm. we know how the player of the month impacts the market, you know, on a monthly basis. You know, at the start of every month, when you know people are speculating what the requirements are going to be. You know, we saw with um, like Lucas's non-inform, for example, he was what like twenty k before the uh, the SBC was released, and then he wasn't required, hmm. and he's down to five k. So the only worry for me is what that would do to the market every month if we get three different player of the months released, you know, in the space of a week or something. Um, mm. that would be my you know biggest. I mean, they
1: might spread them throughout the month, I guess. So it's like
4: that, that's it, that's true. But then you Straight know if you're doing out. three player of the month, so you're gonna have a player of the month every other week, pretty much. You know, it's, mm. that's my and that's I guess my also, only concern. Like,
1: everyone knows the re- the player it's gonna be, I guess, if you delay it because presumably the, they'd still have to release the player mm. of the month. You I know, mean, another an thing as well
4: is they've said for the Bundesliga or I don't know whether they said it for La Liga as well but there's quite a heavy fan vote in there mm. um, so with the Bundesliga I think most of the people that I've seen voting have been voting for for like Marco Reus um, mm. regardless of whether he's, you know been actually the best performer this month yeah, um, yeah. so that would no, be a bit of a worry um,
1: yeah, the only thing is that um, yeah, I always found it quite interesting with the, uh, what was it, the Premier League one. Um, there's a panel I think which has a huge sway, like in the, in the voting, mm-hmm. um, rather than it being fan voted. And uh, based, <laughs> it was they were ex pros, and I'm assuming they were like UK based or or British or English, because whenever it was between like an English player and a Foreign player, it was almost always the English player that won it, mm. like almost without fail last year. So it is quite interesting how, yeah, like whether it's fan voting or like a panel based or media based, even um, it can kind of change the the, the outcome basically of it. Um, and uh, I don't know, I think it, <laughs> it was a bit to pe- you know, obviously Kane got one of the few players who, yes, you know, certainly FIFA fans wouldn't have been um, particularly keen on. But yeah. I don't know, if a FIFA is definitely good to have the fan voting aspect because it just makes more, more hype around mm. the player, I guess.
4: Yeah, I'm worried with with La Liga though, because I think I think Messi's obviously the, the front runner for um September. But you know, mm. in that league, who else is there gonna be realistically that's gonna be challenging him on a monthly basis? So we could end up yeah. with like, you know, <laughs> six or seven Messi player of the month by the end of the year and like you know he's bound to get some informs already, so there's not that much room. I don't know what they're yeah, gonna be doing. Crazy. So
1: Um so that I think is uh, player of the month. And in terms of uh Matt, when we have a trader on, it's always good to ask uh, if they've got any particular techniques they've been using or or things they um, would recommend people try out. Um, do you have any particular technique that's been treating you well of late?
4: I must admit, I have loved the uh, the Champions League cards and uh, some icons for for some uh, some flips and trades at the moment. Um, mm. The UCL cards they are so rare because if we remember last week they were only available, or the tradable ones were only available from the the marquee matchups for the UCLs uh, yeah, in yeah. that three-player pack. So the the higher tier uh, UCL cards are really really rare. Um, mm. So that's allowed for some some really good opportunities with them. So if you've got you know if you're one of those guys that you've got a few million lying around, you know you can you can start looking at those for some uh, some trading opportunities. I've been I making like. Accidentally- my- Good flips uh,
3: yeah. on a few players. What about me, who can't afford to buy a packet of Chris? Um,
0: well,
4: you know, the League
1: SBCs are good. To be fair,
4: League SBCs yeah. are very, very, very good. People
1: are saying silver trading is like really good this year. So,
4: no, very, very, very. Because um, they removed the ability to pack silver cards in gold packs, and um, you know, not every, no like, barely anyone goes through and opens silver packs. So, the supply of silver cards on the
1: market is really, really low. Um, and also, um, you can repeat the League SBCs as well, which I guess hmm. might be taking up supply. And there are just quite a few le- uh, league SBCs at the moment. Yeah, they've gone they've gone really hard with the league SBCs. They've released what four already? Yeah, it's a shame because the players just aren't particularly desirable to be honest. Yeah, that's uh, my that's my only concern. One thing I wanted to add on that uh, UCL trading thing is do people need to watch out because when the Champions League comes back, I imagine they'll do the SBCs again, right? And there'll probably be like um, another three available.
4: Yeah, I'd imagine so. I'd imagine so. Um, the thing they're good for—they're good for flips and just making you know like small profits here and there. I wouldn't invest in them at the moment purely because there is that chance that um, they do release, you know, another hmm. UCL SBC next Tuesday, um, making them tradable. And you know, obviously, we get all that supply onto the market again. Um, yeah, of course. And uh, but yeah, again, funny, we'll, we'll
1: have to see with that. It's interesting because a lot of them Be are. Pre- Sorry, go on, Andy. Go on.
4: Oh. Be careful
2: doing it with players that are... Be careful doing it close to Wednesday as well. It's like, say you picked up... This one's pretty unrealistic because of the way he's playing at the moment. But say you picked up a Salah on a Tuesday for like 440k and wanted to flip him for half a mil and then he got an inform on the Wednesday and a pretty unbelievable the way he's playing this season but bear with me he mm. might get an inform on the Wednesday which would then be higher rated than the blue card and make the blue card a lot less valuable and then it might only be worth like 350 so mm-hmm.
1: well
4: that's that's the thing that it, well. it it won't necessarily be higher than the blue card because Mbappe got a he was an 87 88 champions league and he got the 88 inform. form um,
1: so, but in terms of stats, obviously, it's yeah, in
4: terms of play. yeah, in terms of stats and like the increased supply of the info on the market, yeah, obviously, yeah, you'll get some mm-hmm. like panic selling on that, like Salah card I, I, or this I like massively locked
1: card. in on those UCL cards because at the time I was like, oh, that's interesting, they're um, tradable. Initially, thought it was like a glitch because I hadn't realized what had happened, and so I bought a couple of the cards, I was like, wow, like that's unexpected, and they were going quite cheap because loads of people were doing the SBC, yeah, and I didn't clock it for like a couple of minutes. A little bit later on, I then thought, oh, I'll, I'll buy some some of the cards that are non-rare that are ucl versions because they'll look like better in my squad when i end up using them <laughs> because at the time they're a couple of k and then just held them not really thought about it and then came back and i was like oh checking earlier this week i was like oh they're all like max they're, they're maxed yeah. in basically that's it that's it um, which is really quite good they're making um, them moves um, so out, yeah. essentially basically you know pro trading without actually even realizing that i'm trading it's the best way to go great matt yeah thanks for your um trading advice so far let's move into the team of the week where you might have a, a few more comments does anyone have any particular players there, like looking forward to uh, getting their hands on in this team of the week? I imagine uh, Hulk is probably a popular one, popular one amongst uh, most people. Uh, the only thing I'd say about Hulk is he does have just 77 composure, which um, slightly puts me off. And the player that I'm looking at myself, who uh, maybe needs one more inform to become, uh, you know, a true uh, kind of quality player this year, but still looks really good, is um, Delict. Um, he was had you know really good inform last year, but actually with shadow you're looking at quite a solid card already. He's got um, 79 acceleration, 85 sprint speed, as well as 90 interceptions, 94 marking, 90 stand tackle, 94 sliding tackle. Uh, then he's got 89 strength as well, which 89 strength is obviously pretty decent on a centre back. Um, four star weak foot as well, so should be able to tackle on both sides. Um, and yeah, all right composure and short passing, long passing as well. And he's obviously six two, and he's he's decent in the air, so uh, not a bad player if somehow you can fit him into the team. Yeah, I <laughs>
4: think that's the that's the problem with them, isn't it? You know, that that of Izzy link.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No totally. Not quite quite sure how you what you do with them. But uh anyone else, um Chris or Andy got any any picks there?
2: I'm just looking Mate, forward to getting uh, back in my red rewards. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think pretty much everyone there is as well <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm liking the look of a, um, Immobile actually uh,
3: he's always That's been one of those cards say,
1: that Immobile. scores a hell of a lot of goals yeah. across a year do you know what I mean um, so I think
3: he had some ridiculous cards last yeah. year and uh, I, I've i got kind of like a La Liga Serie A hybrid at the moment so he fit quite nicely at the top mm.
1: does look really good obviously ridiculously high finishing um, and you know he's quick he's decently strong um, quite a nice little option mm. um, I think the one of the cars that I like most, just for the uh, the banter of it, is uh, the left back. How um, he <laughs> <laughs> is, pure SBC fodder. He um, is SBC for indeed. I'm not sure anyone is ever gonna. I don't think there's been. A, well, actually, that's probably not true. But there are probably few less desirable 84 rated informs um, that we've had. Um, over the past couple of years. Great. Uh yeah, unless anyone has anyone else they want to um shout out in this team. That of
3: the Ross week. Barkley card is terrible. <laughs> well, that's not totally good for awful. the first slash
1: monthly/weekly regular watches. No,
4: that that's what I was thinking. There's a lot of uh a lot of low end
1: cards in there, a lot of 81s, 82s. Yeah, I I there's been a couple of times when, you know, they did the team of the week guaranteed packs last year and there was a suspicious number of like very good 81s. Yeah. What I'll ask you all, let's just go through which player, if you can't get, if you couldn't pack Mbappe um, in your red rewards, which let's be honest, you probably can't. Um, you can't. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> who, who is going to be the player that you'd pick out there? I feel like Chris probably a Mobile from what you said earlier. Yeah. And Andy, who, who would you have out of all those players there?
2: I can't pick Mbappe. I would go four. There's no one that's really going to go on my team. I might pick, Hulk's a bit crap, he really like with the composure. And I used his normal card. So many so people are
3: bigging up Lacazette. He's all hype, so so Lacazette is decent. Lacazette.
2: Yeah. Icardi's meant to be really good on this. Football. Yeah,
1: Icardi is really good.
4: Yeah, He's really, really. Am good. I might take Josh King, King
0: for a day.
2: sweaty fitness team.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting, interesting. Uh,
4: what were you going for, Matt? Uh, I'm going to have to say Hulk. I've got an Anderson Talisca in form in my team, and he would he would link very nicely. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, if not Hulk, you know I wouldn't mind a, jo- uh, a Ross Barkley, a Josh Barkley. Where am I going with that? Um, no, uh, Barkley, I wouldn't mind, and then oh, yeah. probably yeah, Josh King something like that. Okay. Do you have Pellini
2: Lincoln Tia Tlisca?
4: I don't. I've got a, uh, I've got a Fabinho Oh, you there. need to
2: get him. He's so
1: good. He's got so good. Is Paulinho actually good? Because
2: I don't know. Insane
1: mate. That's good. I I thought he was going to be one of those players that like was expensive but not actually as good as he looked. Mind you, he's up today. Up a good few thousand today. yeah yeah, for sure, so chris, uh you were saying you've got quite a cheap team. Is there anyone in your team who uh you might call a dynamite discard perhaps
3: um yeah, morales he's a left winger oh, yeah. in uh la liga and I believe plays for levante he's he's really, really quick um I play a four three two one so. Playing in that left-forward spot, he's really good at you know providing width as well as cutting inside, and I like to play a more possession-based game. Um, so it's really good to link up the forwards and the midfield. Mm. Uh, and he, he's he's so quick, he's very good on the finish, got good passing, great dribbling, he's four-star, four-star. I think just in general, if you're looking for someone really cheap or maybe an impact sub, and you're at a similar situation to me where you've got a team that's just not... Uh, quite to the standards that some of the guys in the podcast currently are playing (laughs) with. Uh, He's a good option. I like that.
1: I I never really actually, uh, to be honest, even glanced at Morales. So I'm glad you uh, brought him to our attention. Um, Has anyone else got a player that they've particularly enjoyed using over the past uh, weekend or week? I must say uh, the 84 in
4: form Ben Yedder. He has been disgustingly good for me during that weekend league. Um, he is quite high at the moment. He's just uh, just hit 100k. Um, but four-star skills, five-star weak foot. He's He's been very, very nice um,
1: for me. It's, uh, it's funny you should say that, because actually that was going to be the player that I <laughs> shouted out for. <laughs> um, he must, which be, good. Is he must be good. I, I yeah, don't, I don't have think to, I've uh, seen a squad that didn't d- have him Yeah, I played against him quite a lot. Um, I used him quite a lot. And he's he's just really good. I mean, yeah. I think w- the biggest thing for me is that kind of like high balance, high agility yeah and like anyone who's used a ben card on previous versions of the game like you don't probably can just like not listen to this because you'll know exactly how he plays so um he is just as he's been previous years the only thing i'd say is because of the way that the game's changed a bit this year i would have had him striker previous years maybe even played him as a winger but actually i think for me he's a cam he's like excellent yeah. that's, um, that's exactly I was, where i was playing him yeah exactly what you're saying so i was i had maestro on him so he can he can pick passes because his passing unboosted is not amazing but yeah and he's also got great long shots obviously he can finesse on either foot outside the box he's just really like tidy if that makes sense yeah Leads up playing really well buzzes about um, you know pops yeah. off the little passes um, and the clunkier centre backs just really struggle to kind of track him and, and put pressure on him because he's so small um, which is kind of entertaining to watch in a way but yeah yeah really good player he's risen a lot since I bought him although I don't know his price is moving around quite a bit so I'd uh, there might be an opportunity to, to get in on him Um he's certainly like worth the coins I'd say um, even the price he's currently at cool Andy do you want to finish us off or uh, are you good for this week
2: so the man that I went for I'll go for is obviously Firmino's really good but we'll gloss over that everyone knows Firmino's sick I mentioned to Matt that Paulinho is actually insane on this game let me get his stats up so I can Tell you guys. mean, in fact, I'll go into my club and I'll tell you what I've got with... If I've even bothered to put a chemistry style on to be honest with you, because he's actually so insane just all round anyway. And he's actually the man who got me gold one. So I had one game left and I had to win it to get gold one. He scored a outside of the box finesse shot in like the 30th minute. My opponents then paused the game and subbed on low... Changed to 4-2-4 and subbed on low Ronaldo, low Neymar and low Mbappe. And I started bricking myself... <laughs> But luckily for me Just before half time Paulinho scored From the edge of the box Again From central midfield um, He did manage to pull one back And with his Ronaldo Almost instantly So Paulinho made a 2-1 At half time I was like fuck this And I subbed on my Lone Ronaldo up front And then Ronaldo scored To make a 3-1 And then who else But Paulinho Steaming for on goal And dinked the keeper With a lovely little keeper Flying out of his feet Lofted it over him And made a 4-1 and the guy rage quit. So shout out to Paolino for winning me two 100k packs. He's actually so sick though. Like I've got on him a powerhouse for defending and passing. He's got 86 interceptions, 85 marking, 96 standing tackle, 92 stamina, 81 strength, 90 jumping, 70s and 80s across. He's got 99 short passing with a powerhouse on him, 88 vision, Shooting's really good. He just he just
1: does everything. He's just really really good. I love him. I, I, that's the thing about him. Like his shooting is actually like really really good for a midfielder, isn't it? Like, it yeah. It, he's he's kind of perfect in this game where you know midfielders do tend to get the goals, don't they? Uh, in a lot of situations, yeah. No, he's, he's really nice
2: good. games and he scored twenty-eight goals and got nineteen assists from centre mid. So wow, decent.
1: that is that is very good nice yeah nice player to end on um anyone who's picking up that hulk definitely a player to pair him up with so i think that leaves us to say matt Foot trading where can people follow you if they want to keep up with your trading insights
4: so uh twitter and twitch at matt Foot trading that's where you can uh, you can find me uh about Fantastic. a lot of um how many followers content. do
1: you, how many followers matt because uh you know i know you I like to keep up on it and, and tell i do like to keep multiple, up multiple times a day.
4: <laughs> uh, I think we're at 17.7 uh, which is ah, good you know, right, started wow. last yeah, December that, so I'm happy
1: with it so close to that 20k oh actually I meant to say to everyone uh, over the past I don't know when it was I, I'm not on social blade quite as much as Matt but trading is um, but uh, <laughs> we reached like 5k um, followers like not that long ago so we and Andy uh, thanks very much for joining us as well um, it's been a pleasure as always
0: I'll
2: expect my shares in the company to arrive <laughs> the post. you get 10% once uh, you've been on free podcasts right
1: yeah yeah oh, when's my I mean, next ten, one then what's, one? what's 10% of nothing um, or
2: at least like a soccer AM ball remember when you used to be you <laughs> get your hat trick guest appearance <laughs> well, quite,
1: actually maybe we should do that like
2: a... I've got my display behind me with all my stuff I can put a little miniature <laughs> ball a little trophy or something like that next to my FA Cup
1: no, I'm actually, I'm at, this is actually a great idea. I'm going to be working on that for next time. Chris, uh, thank you very much for making your debut on the podcast. Very much appreciated. Um, we wish you all the best with Gfinity this year. No, it's going to be good.
3: Well, thank you very much for having me on the podcast. It's been a pleasure talking to all of you and uh, getting a few opinions about FIFA out there. I don't get to do that much these days.
1: No, not at all. It's been a pleasure to have you. And of course, it is great to have you, listeners. Thanks for coming back this week. And it'll be the same time, same place next week. You can find us and subscribe for weekly in all your usual podcasts platforms, you can also go to audioboom.com/slash footweekly for direct links to all your subscription options. Love you bye! out
0: looking for reason why you world at lowes we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time that's why we've updated our app with your business in mind With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more, so you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today, because Lowe's knows time is money, Lowe's knows pros. Sports Social Podcast Network.